uh, 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 comical way about him. Um, I want us to go to the book of Daniel, and then you'll understand why I said what I said. But the book of Daniel is where we're going to begin. And uh, we are uh, excited about uh, how the Lord is blessing his people. And we also um, believe in God for those that uh, are outside of the will of the Father, that they will come to a place where they will be in the will of the Father. We, we um, uh, are praying much for many people. I do want to share this you know, as everybody's preparing to find the book of Daniel, chapter number 5, that uh, upcoming, and this upcoming year, um, we're going to be ex- uh, experiencing some very difficult times. So uh, I suggest to each one of us that we make some preparations. The winter is going to be very hard. I said a few weeks ago to some people that we're just probably going to just go ahead and skip summer and we're going to end up in, into winter. We're understanding that, you know, um, we're uh, in some cooler temperatures, but, but to God be the glory because he knows what we need. Amen. But Daniel chapter 5 is where we want to begin. And today, the Lord says, since it's my birthday, amen, then he gives me a title for the message. And the title was, the title to the, the message this morning is, It's My Party. It's My Party. It's My Party. Now, it's not like you think it's going to be, amen, because you know how we do when we like to go to parties, we do different things, amen, and things happen, and we go through different things, but uh, God began to drop this and download this in my spirit. I had prepared something uh, from the book of Daniel, but it was from a different chapter, and I was going to talk about as the world turns. But then uh, a day or so later, I was working on that message and meditation before the Lord, and then the Lord, he dropped it in my spirit about this is my party. And I said, what are you talking about, God? And then he takes me to this particular chapter in the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter number 5. Father, bless your word. Uh, we pray, Father God, that the, the ears of your people, they will hear online, offline, however they hear you, Lord God. And we just ask right now that their ears and their hearts will be open and they will allow the word of God to sink deep within their souls. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It's my party. It's my party. Reading chapter 5, beginning at verse number 1. It says, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords, and he drank wine before the thousands. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, he commanded to bring the golden and civil vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which were in Jerusalem, that the king and his princesses, his wives, his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princesses, his wives and his concubines, they drank in them. Now, before we continue reading, we want to ask and try to uh, lay out something and let us know how he ends up, the son ends up with these vessels. He ends up with these vessels. And if you know, chapter 5 starts off with a party. It starts off with a party. 
but how did he get these utensils? How did he get these vessels? And uh, we're going to bring everything to today's light so we can get an, uh, an understanding. If you would, go with me over to the book of Daniel, chapter number one. Daniel chapter number one. Just want to teach so it can soak down. Amen. Daniel <coughs> chapter number one. And we're going to begin reading verse number one. Now it says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim of Judah came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and he besieged it. Now we need to know what these words mean. Now, the word Jehoiakim, it means resurrection. And uh, it talks about he's king of Judah, meaning that the enemy uh, comes in with the confusion, which is Babylon. He comes in at a time that we are resurrected in praise. Whenever we're, we're in praise to God and we're in our highest praise, here comes the enemy that wants to besiege us or hold us hostage. And so, therefore, he begins, he continues, and he says that, uh, verse number 2, it says, And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinnah, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. So what has happened here, the mind has been overtaken. That, that, that mind that operates in the, the, the resurrection of the praise of God, it has been overpowered by Babylon, which is confusion. And it takes it and is, and is putting uh, the, the praises of God into his, his house, I mean his gods. And it says that he takes it also to a place called Shinnah. Now, that word there means a divided mind. Whenever we are operating in two walks of life, we are in a divided mind. And here, uh, uh, if we go back to the natural, we see that the son is, did not uh, understand what God had did to his father. Sometimes we can learn by the mistakes of others. Amen. Sometimes we say, well, we need to experience it for ourselves. No. The best way to learn some things and not have to experience those things is to learn from someone else's mistakes. Amen. Because in that way, you don't have to go through that hardship. Amen. So here he is now. He takes these vessels, and it doesn't identify these vessels in chapter number one. He takes the vessels and takes it to his God with a small g, takes it to his house, but he ends up with a divided mind. Now, the book of James in chapter 1, verse number 8, I believe it is, it says uh, uh, a man that's um, is, uh, uh, unstable in all of his ways, a man that has a divided mind, uh, he is unstable in all of his ways. A man that has a double mind is unstable in all of his ways. Not some of his ways, but all of his ways. So have you ever been double-minded before? Are you operating in that spirit? So you're unstable. And, and, and this is what happens when we get to, it's my party. Amen? It's my party. Now let's go to, over to chapter number 5 because there's some, some lengthiness to this. Amen? To, to the Word of God. Because we're talking about, it's my party. 
Remember now, it did not, in chapter 1, it did not identify the vessels. But here in chapter number 5, it begins to talk about how the king, he's having a feast. He's throwing a party before thousands is what it said, the word of God says. And then he says he drank wine before them. And then he says while he tasted the wine, he commanded the golden and the silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, then he wanted to have a party with all of those with him. Now, I begin to think about that. And the first thing the Lord says to me about the word wine here, the word wine is symbolic of a transformation. It will take you from one state of mind to another. Can we agree on that? Amen. It can take you from one state of mind to another. Wine. But what happens here, it says that he sends for the golden and the civil vessels. Now he identifies the vessels. Gold or golden or gold, it means purity. And silver means enlightenment. When we operate in a double-mindedness or double mind and, and we are caught up in, in an altered state of mind, then what happens is we, we take those things that belong to God, that purity. Gold represents purity. Silver represents enlightenment. We take the enlightenment of God, the, the, what, the, what God has given us and the purity of God, and we will commingle that thing with God, the things of God. That is ought not to be because God will reveal that to us when we get deeper into this word. So we have to be careful whenever we're in an altered state of mind how we allow the devil to take us because what we will begin to do is we will begin to pimp the gifts of God. Amen. Can I get a witness on that? When we're in an altered state of mind and the enemy has, an, has us in a place called Babylon, a place of confusion, when we're in that state, we will take the gifts of God and we will allow the enemy to use it. Let me say something to you. Um, if you think about it, I want to reflect back on your mind. I don't know what your world's age is. Between Minister Tom and I, we're probably the oldest people in, in this room. But every singer that's been famous somewhere, they started off where? In the church. Amen? They started off in the church. Every singer, I don't care who they are, they started off in the church. They ends up and they take that gift that God has given them and they use it for the world. Amen. But when you look at sometimes the circumstances of their lives or how their lives ended, it never really ended good. Very few whose lives has ended well. And, and the fact rem, uh, remains is this, is that those that did not have their life in in a, in a wrong manner, they turned their life to Christ. Amen. So, so we have to be very careful living with an altered state of mind. It, what it is, it's my party. Amen. God said, it's my party. It, it's my day. Today is my day. Today is my day to be 69. So God said, I'm going to let you preach this. I said, okay, God, I'm going to follow your instructions. Amen. But let's see what happens here uh, uh, in Daniel chapter number 5. Now, going to verse number 4 in Daniel chapter number 5, it says, They drink wine. They pray. Watch what they do. Watch. This is what happens when we're in an altered state of mind. Regardless of what it is, I mean, anything that alters our mind, it will take us to another place. 
and it will make us do things outside of the will of God. Verse 4 says, they drank wine and they praised the gods of gold and silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. So I said, okay, God, what does that mean? He said, what happens when we're in that altered state of mind, when we are in our party, whatever that party may be, he said, what happens is we will begin to praise our own intellect. We, we get caught up in self. Amen. It's, we have to be very careful because self is very dangerous. It's, it will take us to an altered state of mind. Now, if you keep your place in Daniel chapter 5, I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter number 3, and we're going to look at verse number 9. Isaiah chapter 3. And we're going to look at one verse, which is the verse number nine. And this is what happens now when we are in an altered state of mind, when we are in our own party. I say our own party. It's when we say, it's your party. You know what I'm saying? It's your party. Amen. So when we're in an altered state of mind, Isaiah chapter number three, verse number nine. Verse nine says, the show of thy countenance doeth witness against them see what was happening here well um, they talked about the children of israel what they were doing was outside of the will of god and it reflected in their countenance do we not know when we were in an altered state of mind our countenance it will witness against us it will tell on us amen go go thank you brother amen 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 i, I mean, you, you, you caught it amen your countenance, our countenance will witness against us. It will tell on us. Amen. Have you ever tried to tell a lie and have a straight face? Huh? I mean, it's kind of hard, isn't it? Your countenance will witness against you. Amen. And then watch what it says. And they declare their sin as Sodom. And then it says this. They hid it not. There comes a time when we're in an altered state of mind, we don't care who sees us, right? Because our mind has been altered. You know, we may think we're hiding, but we're not hiding because the, God has the all-seeing eye. And sometimes God will allow people to see us when we're in that altered state of mind. So when we're operating in, in sin, it's, it's like we will not hide it when we're in an altered state of mind. And then the latter part of verse 9 says, Woe unto their soul, mm. for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. So in other words, the, the payment for being in that altered state of mind, there comes a reward, is what the Word of God is saying. He says, they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Whenever we're operating outside of the will of God, we, we bring forth our own reward. We, we make our own payment. Amen? Because the Bible says uh, um, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So wages is just like going on a job and you, you, you're working at the end of, of the week. You're going to get your wages. You're going to get a payment. That's exactly how sin is, God says, that there will come payment for the things that we're doing when we're in our party, not God's party. It's my party. Amen. It's, it's my birthday today. I'm celebrating, but what kind of party am I throwing? What kind of party uh, are you all throwing? 
Amen. So we have to bring it all the way home. Now, let's go back to, let's go back to Daniel chapter number 5. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 5. Now, they've taken the things of God, and they are celebrating, and they are having a party. So I'm going to stick straight with Scripture now, and then maybe this way the, um, we can really see, we can, when we, especially when we can, we're looking at somebody else's life, then we don't have to look at our own, right? Amen. So they're celebrating, they're having a good time, you know, before thousands, and, and they're using the things of God that, that God had blessed, had put in the temple. Now let me explain something God says about the temple. We are the temple of God. This is where he lives. So God says, what, Brenda, what are you taking out of this temple that he, he bought with his own blood and you are allowing the enemy to use? Question mark. What, what, what is it? Well, what, what is this gifting God has given us that, that we're allowing the enemy to use when, it, when really God uh, bought us, paid a price for us? Now, watch what happens when we are throwing our party, amen, because the world is bad about throwing its party, you know. People, you go to work, and people you may see, friends and uh, uh, loved ones that you may see, they love to tell you about their weekend, right? And, and, and they will tell you about every party they went to, and they will tell you how high they got, and they will tell you who all they slept with that night, and, and, and everything that had altered their mind, they don't mind sharing, right? But when it comes down to the people of God, we never tell them about how we were enjoying the Lord uh, during our time of Sabbath worship and how we praise and glorify God and how the Spirit moved in our house and how God changed our life. We don't never talk about that. Amen? I, don't, I do not know what it is when it comes down to the body of Christ that we have become so silent when it comes down to praising our God. Amen? I mean, they will sit there, and, 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 and most times we will sit there with them and allow them to lay out the whole thing that they did, and we're listening to that garbage. And we never say anything about our Jesus Christ. Amen? But God, he is displeased. This is what the Lord says to me. He says, God, God says, Brenda, I am displeased when my people take the gifts that I have given them and they take it and allow the world to use it. Do we not know the world will pimp us? They will use our gifts. They will make money off our gifts. That's, that's the world. That's the world's way. Amen. I, I would much rather to, to come to the house of God and, and, and give to the, to the house of God rather than allowing the world to rob me. And to the, Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, the world will rape you. The world will rape you. The world will violate you. Amen. Because God's children, we are royalty. The enemy wants what we have. Amen. He's been booted out. Okay. Now, watch what happens in, in verse number five. When they're at the height of their partying. Amen. Here's look at verse number five. It says, in the same hour came forth fingers. Mm. Of a man's hand. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Now, 
I believe if I was in an altered state of mind and I just saw fingers writing on the wall, I think I would be sober right quick. Amen. I, I, I mean, I, I, as for me, now some of y'all might be a whole lot more braver. Thank you, Miss Doris. Y'all might be a lot more braver, you know, and sometimes we might be more altered in the mind. Amen. Daniel chapter 5 is where we are. But, but the thing is, to, to, to be partying, to be celebrating, to be doing those things outside the will of God, and you, and you at the, I mean, everybody's happy and everybody's laughing and seems like everything's going along wonderful. And all of a sudden, there's something gets your attention. And what it does is there's some fingers. It's the fingers of a man's hand. It didn't say the hand now. It said the fingers. First thing the king saw was the fingers. And what happened was he takes the fingers and he put it to uh, by the candlelight. See the light on the wall? Those fingers are writing there right up under the light. So there's no way for the king to miss it. And there's no way for us to be that in, a, in an altered state of mind to miss it. It's writing on the wall. Now, if I'm present and I'm at that party, and if it's my party, then I'm going to be just like this king. I'm going to be real scared. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's just like being in a situation, you're caught up, and all of a sudden something happens. You know, by, oh, by George, don't let the police show up. I mean, we will take off running. Amen. I mean, everything, everybody's afraid, right? Amen. And your altered state of mind, all of a sudden, it, it becomes alert. Amen. It gives you enough sense to get up and get up out of there. Amen. So watch what happens now with the king. Now, he sees the power of God. See, sometimes we don't recognize the power of God. And those fingers writing on that wall, right by the candlelight, so there was no way to miss it, then what happens is we will really get tore up from the floor. Amen? Now, it says this in verse number 6. It says, Then the king's countenance was changed. All, all of a sudden, that, that happy spirit that we had is gone. Amen. Uh, that happy spirit is gone. His countenance, the word of God says, the countenance was changed and his thoughts were troubled him so that the joints of his loins was loose and his knees, his knees smote one against the other. He was shaking in his boots. Amen. He was shaking in his boots. Verse number seven says, the king cried out aloud to now he wants them the astrologers the chaldeans and the soothsayers and then he said and the king spake and said to the wise men of babylon how do you have wise men in confusion because babylon represents confusion so how do you get wise men out of confusion sometimes i hear your holy spirit sometimes we take wrong counsel we take counsel from people that's operating in confusion if they're operating in confusion, what are you going to get from that council? You're going to get confusion. Amen. That's the only thing they can give you. Now, he's calls in those uh, astrologers and uh, what he calls wise men and soothsayers, you know, dev- devil people. You know, go, in other words, you go out there and you see that little sign and talking about that woman that can read your palm and all that stuff. In real life, that, that's basically what they were doing. Amen. That, that was happening. That's who he called in. Uh, at this point, he didn't call in the people of God for counsel. Isn't it ironic? Most of the time, we don't go to the people of God for counsel. We will go to the world for counsel first. 
and the world is full of confusion. Full of confusion, okay? So now here he is. He says now, he, he says this. Watch this. He's not, he, wanted, he wanted this thing to be interpreted. He really wants to know what's going on. It's just like when 9-11 took place. Y'all remember that? Every sinner, amen, showed up at your door if you were naming the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I will, I will never forget it. I was on my job, and every person in there that had talked junk about Jesus Christ, they showed up in my office, and they want to know, was this the end of the world? Amen. Amen. That, that's, how it, that's how it goes. They, they, they show up now, and, and they want to know what has happened. That's how the king was. He was trying to get some information. He wanted to know what is this really, really saying. Amen. That's the same way with those people. You know, they was praying on the, on, on the White House steps and praying, flying flags and all this mess. And just as soon they realized that it was not the end of the world, they went back to their old ways. Amen. Never did get another, another person to ask me, well, what's going on? Do I need to be saved? Is this the end of the world? No. Once they realized it wasn't the end of the world, they went back to their old ways. Amen. Is that not how we do sometimes? We go back to our old ways. When God don't whack us, you know, or whack us, you know, at the time we are operating outside of his will, we feel like we didn't got away, right? So we just, okay, I, I escaped that one. So here it is now. Now the king, he, watch what he says in verse number 7. He says this, As the king spake, and he said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. See, the enemy loved to reward you to get some information. Amen. They love to reward you. Uh, oftentimes, I have a good friend, and, and she believes in a lot of prophecy. And as we talked the other day, and I, asked, I said, what are you hearing in the spirit realm? See, we've got to learn how to, to listen and hear what's going on in the spirit realm, because what's going on in the spirit realm, it will manifest itself in the natural. And we both had agreed that hardship is coming. Hardship is coming. So this is going to be a hard winter this year. It's going to be a hard winter. There's going to be some things that's going to be taking place. So we have to make preparations. And, and it's also where the, the saints of God will be on a heavy attack. And we're not careful. We will be deceived by the enemy. So it's also a season that was upcoming is a season of deception. We need to make sure we're listening to what the Spirit is saying in the spirit realm. Now, he goes on. He says, if you can interpret what's going on, he said, this is what I am going to do. I am going to reward you. Well, of course, they could not uh, uh, give an uh, uh, interpretation. They could not because they were a place of confusion. They was of the world. Amen. Now, dropping down to verse number 10 in Daniel chapter number 5. Verse 10 says, Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. 
Then verse 11 says, she begins to tell him, because see, she had already experienced this. This is why God says it's better to learn from someone else's mistakes than try to walk down that road of experience, okay? Because see, the son, he did not learn, and we're going to see that in in the scripture. He did not learn about what his father had gone through. He began to operate in that same spirit. So now here comes the queen, who is his mother. She begins to tell him, don't, don't worry about it, because she realizes that, that those people that you've called in, they can't tell you about the writing on the wall. They cannot tell you about what's going to happen right now. You know, I don't understand why, why we, people are so caught up about what's going to happen with, with the presidency and, 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 and the Trump and all this mess. And listen, if you got God on your side, who cares what he does? Amen. Because God is our Father, amen? He's going to always provide for his children. I don't care who they put up in there because they are only carrying out a role that they're supposed to be carrying out for that, that particular time. Give you an example, okay, prime example. I'm just going to go back with Obama. Things that have been opening up, that they open up. In, in their presidency. I love President Obama, you know, uh, former president, but I love him with all my heart. He did some wonderful things, but he also opened up that, that, that realm of darkness when, when they began to endorse homosexuality. Everything become, everybody came out of the closet. Amen. I, I had a good friend now. Let me say this. I had a good friend. Well, I don't don't say she was a good friend, but I remember uh, ministering to her when she was a young child. Her mother was killed. There were four children, and the man that she was living with, he killed their mother right before their eyes. There are four children. He, He kills their mom. And so as she grew up, she was a beautiful young lady. I mean beautiful. So a few weeks ago, maybe 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 three or four weeks ago, she sends me a, 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 a friend's request on Facebook. Well, if, you know, I hesitated. Don't even know why I hesitated to uh, accept her friend's request. So finally, I did, and uh, she had sent me a message. She told me she had got married. Praise God, you got married. Praise the Lord, Amen. She said, I got married. I said, Hallelujah. Well, when I, when I accept her friend's request, goes on her page, there are her wedding pictures. She, she had on a suit for the man, and there was her wife there, female. And when it come down to that presidency of Obama, he opened that up. Everybody came out. I mean, everybody came out. Everybody. When it comes down to Trump, what he has opened up, he has opened up uh, that spirit of racism. I mean, he has divided the country. Listen, it's just like this. If I get cut, we all, and if you get cut, we all going to bleed red, right? So we come from the same father. We come from the same father. So why is it they're allowing things to happen to dis- I mean, disrupt the whole world? I mean, good friends. I'm talking about families, long-time friends. I mean, against one another. I mean, even against one another when they come, to come with the Democrats and the Republicans. I don't care what y'all. Amen. I mean, if we're, if we're friends, we're friends. Amen. Nothing should separate us in our friendship. You know, I, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. But you thought, when you think about, well, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? Well, we don't know what they're going to open up. 
So there's going to be something else to be opened up that we're we not aware of. Amen. So we have no clue. Our thing as the body of Christ, we need to be praying that, that God's people, and the Bible does say when the righteous is ruling, you know, the people rejoice. Amen. That some of God's people get in some places and positions because that's what the word says. We can't rejoice and we can't celebrate until God's people get in those positions. Most of us don't want to go there. I'm one of them. Amen. Because if you're not careful, if you're not walking the wrong way, right way, you can easily can become corrupt. Amen? Easily can become corrupt. Now, going back here, his, the, 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 his, his mother, the queen, she told him, she said, don't worry about it. She said, I, I, I got this. She said, let me tell you something. Looking at verse number 11 and Daniel chapter number 5. Verse number 11, the queen says this. She said, there is a man in, in thy kingdom. See, God always positioned people. His people right where they need to be. So there is a man in thy kingdom, and whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Now, she put gods with an S. She fully did not understand that he was one of God's children. Now, then she says, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, which was his father, thy father, the king, I say thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Now, what has happened here, she's saying, listen, this Daniel, now your father made him over all of the people, all those soothsayers, because they couldn't interpret the father's dream. Now, we're going to deal with the father's dream, what God showed him, because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Okay, now, verse number 12 in Daniel chapter number 5, it says, For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of heart sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belshazzar, now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Now, she recognizes the fact she, because she did not forget what had happened. If you note over in Daniel chapter number 1, uh, let, let's keep your place in, in 5. Go to, back to Daniel chapter number 1. Now, the enemy is not crazy over who he chooses. Amen? He's not crazy. Now, in Daniel chapter number 1, when there was the, the besieging, in verse number 3, it talked about those that it was going to take hostage, those that they, those that they want to use. The latter part of verse 3 says that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princesses. And verse 4 says, children in whom was no blemish, well favored, they are skillful in all wisdom, their cunning and knowledge, understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and in whom that they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. Now, the word Chaldeans there means robbers or it means demons. They were the best of the crop. If the enemy has hope to us, I guarantee you, you are the best of the crop. The enemy don't just want anything. You, if you know the description, it wanted somebody that understood science. 
He wanted somebody that, that understood wisdom. He wanted somebody that could, be, that, that could teach others. See, Satan is not stupid. He's, he's not stupid at all. You know, he wants somebody that can, can, can stand in, in, uh, in the palace, you know, because you already know how to stand because you're royalty. So he will take God's people, and he will try to take God's people and position them in his domain. And so when he was able to interpret the king's dream, then it helped the queen to remember. Now, as she begins to tell him about uh, Daniel, then watch what happens here in verse number 17. They send for Daniel. When people are in trouble, they will send for the people of God. Amen. And when people are in trouble or whenever there's a situation in their life, they're not, they're not sure what to do, they will send for the people of God. Because they know that you're connected to the one that has the wisdom, that has the knowledge. People know your intellect. The devil know your intellect. The devil know everything you've been gifted with. He knows that. So he wants to take that and use it for himself. Now watch verse number 17 in Daniel chapter number 5. And it's my party, right? And since y'all are part of my party, amen, <laughs> today is my birthday, amen, then I can go ahead and say, you know, do what we do in my party. You know, just like I can't invite folk to your house. They just can't do anything at your house, right? They had to abide by your rules. And if they don't abide by your rules, then you put them out, right? Well, I would hope so, amen. <laughs> now, watch verse 17 in Daniel chapter number 5. It says, Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts uh, be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. He did not want no part of the devil's tools. We need to give the devil his tools back. Amen. He didn't want, want no part. The, the devil wanted to, want to reward him, but he said no. He said, but I'm going to tell you what the writing on the wall means. I'm, I'm going to interpret for you. Now, verse number 18 says, O thou king, the most high, Daniel speaking, O thou king, the most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, a kingdom and a majesty and glory and honor. He takes him back. Now, he didn't speak directly to him, but he begins to tell him about his father and what God had done for his father. 19 says, here comes the lessons. Verse 19 says, and for the majesty that he gave him, he gave him all the people, nations, languages. Uh, they trembled and they feared before him. Whom he would he, whomever he wanted to slew, he slew. In other words, whomever he wanted to kill, he would kill. And then he said, and whom he would be kept alive, and whom he would let set up, and whom he would put down. He, he had the power to put up and take down. I mean, that's what God had given him. Now, verse 20, say, watch what happens in verse 20. It says, but when his heart, talking about his father, was lifted up and his mind hardened in what? In pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. Out of everything God did for him, he got lifted up in pride. 
if you read the, the previous chapters when it comes down to Nebuchadnezzar, what happened was as God blessed him, he got more and more prideful. And God was so generous and so wonderful and so merciful, he gave him 12 months to repent. When have we, how, when the last time we repented? <laughs> I gave him 12 months to repent. But what did he do? After the end of those 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar, he steps out on his throne and he began to say, look what I built. Look what I have. Look what I did. It was all about himself. He had gotten caught up in pride. That's why we have to be very, very careful when God exalts us or when God uses us, we do not get caught up in pride. So, and going back, we can learn, we can learn from someone else's mistakes. Amen. So watch what the word of God says. Watch, watch what Daniel says. He tells him about his father. Then in verse 21, he talks about what happened to his father. Verse 21 says, and he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the beast. Mm. In other words, that animal nature comes out of us. That's what happened. The animal nature came out of him. And his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. God allowed his father to go through a situation in his life until he comes to the understanding of who God is. And sometimes he will allow us to remain in a situation until we acknowledge who God is. The Bible says, I mean, his, his fingernails grew. He had like feathers in him. He was awful to look upon. But he said at the end, the Bible says, he raised up his head. He looked up and he began to acknowledge who God was. That's the problem with our world today. We do not acknowledge who God is. And we need to learn to acknowledge who God is. He is the one that rules. My, my daughter said she was pumping gas the other day, and while she was there at the gas station, she said this lady walked up to her and, and gave her a pamphlet. And the pamphlet says, uh, who is in control of this world? And so uh, my, my, my daughter said she said to the lady, and, and she was of a different faith. Um, in fact, she was Jehovah Witness. And she said, um, and she told the lady, she said, I'm, I'm saved. I don't need this. And then she said, well, well who, is, who, is, who rules this world? Who's in control of this world? And, and my daughter said, she told him, said, listen, God is in control of this world. And she was saying, no, 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 God is not in control. That Satan was in control of this world. She said, no, you better go back and read your Bible. You, you best go back and read, read your Bible. Because it says Satan is the prince of the air. He is not the ruler of the world. He, he is under God's domain. That's who Satan is. Anytime God speaks and, he, and, and Satan is messing with us, God can speak to him and say what he wants to say to him at any given time. You've got to stop. You've got to leave him alone. That, that's how powerful God is. God is in control of this world. But going back to the text now, it says this. He, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he had to come to that place of understanding who God is. Sometimes we will suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer and, and go through until we're like, okay, what's wrong? We need to look up and say, okay, God, 
You in control. I need you. I, I need your assistance. I acknowledge that you're the king of kings and the lords of lords. Now, watch what he says now. Daniel says in verse number 22, and we're almost done. Verse 22 says, and thou, his son, have not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all of this. Even though he knew the situation with his father, how his father had exalted himself, and what had happened to his father, how God had brought him down, and to acknowledge who God is, who God was, or who God is, then he still didn't repent. He still wanted to do his own thing. He still wanted to celebrate with the things of God. You can't celebrate with the things of God. He looks at this and he says now, verse 22, he says now, You did not humble thine heart, though thou knewest all of this. But verse 23 says, But has lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. He, he moved himself against the Lord of heaven. You know, sometimes we think we're sinning really against man. Well, what's happening, we're really sinning against God because man is a reflection of who the Father is. He told me, he said, listen, you, you, are, you have sinned against or you have lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee and thou and thy lords, thy wives and thy concubines have drunk um, from the gold, the gods of silver, and when well, has praised the gods of silver, the gods of brass, wood, stone, and iron. He says, these things that you're praising, watch what he says to him. He says, which see not, not hear, they can't hear, they don't know. And then he says, and the God in whom hand thy breath is, mm, and whose are all thy ways have thou not glorified. He was saying, the one that can take your breath, the, the one that, that because of, of who he is has given you the breath that we breathe, he says, now listen, you have not glorified him, you have not praised him, but you're praising those, oh, those idol gods. They can't hear your prayer. I don't care how much you pray. They, I mean, they can't see where you're going when you're in danger. It doesn't make any difference. You're just going to have a wreck. Amen. That there's nothing that they know that they can't tell you about what God's plans are for your life. They are just idols. They are just things, objects. And he said, you did not praise God. You did not give God glory. This is why we have to always give God glory no matter what. And sometimes I'm like, God, you said rejoice in all things. I said, but God help me. Because <clears throat> I'm all things sometimes. I'm all things ain't what I want. But oh, amen. He said rejoice in all things. Now all things is pretty rough. Amen. But I have to come to the knowledge and understanding. God is God. And he knows the end results. Now let me go to, um, let's go to Proverbs. Keep your place uh, in Daniel, Daniel chapter 5. Go to Proverbs 16 and 18. I'm just going to read this one verse from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16 Let's see, Proverbs chapter number 16 and verse 18. Proverbs 16 and 18. This is what it says, because they were lifted up in pride. Verse 18 says, watch this, pride goeth before destruction, and our haughty spirit before fall. So if it, when we begin to wonder, okay, God, why all this is happening to me? Well, we have to examine our own selves. Do we have a haughty spirit? Or are we prideful? 
Sometimes we can't see our own pride, but it's there. It's because the enemy has blocked us out. Now, let's go, to, go, back. Let's go back to Daniel. We're, finishing. We're going to finish up. Go back to Daniel. Watch what happens. He gives him the verdict. <laughs> he gives him the verdict. It's my party. You know, he gives him the verdict. He, he tells him what's going on and why it's going on. He's operating in pride. Now, he didn't learn the lesson from his father, even though God did that. Now, verse number 24. Watch this. If you think what he, he identifies about the handwriting on the wall, the fingers. Verse 24 says, Then was a part of the hand sent from him. Those fingers were sent from God. And the writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. Many, many to kill, phrasing. And it says, this is interpretation of this thing. Many means God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Many, many is, is, is double. God says, you know, you're coming to an end. You're coming to an end. It's about to be finished. Coming to an end. And then he says in verse 27, to kill means thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. In other words, our righteousness is, is in the balance. And in that balance, you know, they're not, it's not equal. What he's saying is in that balance, our righteousness, it means there's a deficiency. So it's been found wanting. The, the bad outweighing the good, if I can put it that way. Amen. He said, the bad is outweighing the good. He says, now, this is what happened. Because, see, we didn't listen. He didn't listen, okay? He says, your righteousness is being weighed. It's your righteousness is being weighed. And then he says this. He said, Purus, uh, thy kingdom is divided. And get, verse 28, the kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. I said, well, God, what does that mean, what does that mean for me in today? He says, now, that word, the word Medes there, uh, medium, that means you're covering. In the Hebrew, it means covering. He said, now, your covering has been divided. In other words, you have re- taken your covering off, and you've allowed Satan to have part of your covering. It's been divided. So we have to understand now, if we want to get back in the graces of God, and have the right kind of party, amen, then we've got to get back in right standings with God. It's my party. So the thing is, how are we celebrating our party? Are we taking the vessels of God? Is what God said. God said, are you taking my gifts on the inside, and are you using them for the enemy? He said, but you, you got a chance, just like your father, you can repent. But in this case, when it came down to the son, the son at that very hour, he was overpowered and overtaken, and he was died, and he died. He was killed. He didn't get the chance that his father got. His father had 12 months to repent. God didn't give him no chance. His time was up. And the reason why his time was up, because he had an example. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He had an example set before him that he did not pay any attention to. So, therefore, he didn't get that second chance because it was right there before him. But yet he still had a party. Chapter number 5 begins with a party. Celebrating and using the things of God to celebrate with. God said, I am very much displeased, very much displeased. And he says, and as he said to me, it's your party. 
You decide what you're going to do with your party. You, it's up to every individual. We have to decide. And today, someone asked me, so what are you going to do for your birthday? I said, I'm going, and I'm going to celebrate Jesus. <laughs> That's the party I want. I want to celebrate Jesus. I want friends that will celebrate with me, celebrate my, that my father has given me these number of years. And I'm in a reasonable thing of health, and I'm working on it too. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. For it's my party. It's my party today. It's my party. We just thank and we praise God for his word. Amen. I pray that we're able to receive something from his word. But I pray that, that, that our minds will be opened up, you know, and we don't shut God off. Because sometimes we can shut God off, and when we shut God off, we end up shutting off our protection. Amen. And we just thank and praise God for who he is and what he means to all of us. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 We're thankful and we're grateful for your listening ear. I pray that it did not fall on deaf, deaf ground. Um, but I just trust and believe that Anytime a word is deposited, because the word of God says the word won't go out void, and it's going to return. So God's word is going to do what it's going to do, and it's going to accomplish. I may not see it on this side of the river, but I may see it somewhere else down the road. Amen. Because you will never know, never know uh, how one's life can be turned around just by an act of kindness, just by an act of kindness. Are there any any prayer requests uh, this, this evening? Are we still in the morning? Elder, the Ballinger family. I love he always lifts up his family. Amen for prayer. I thank and praise God. I thank and praise God for the Lord sparing um, Sister Debbie's life. Um, last week she was in an accident. On Wednesday, God blessed them. Amen. And then on Thursday, the enemy showed up and tried to kill him. Amen. But he did not succeed. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 We thank and we praise God for the protection of the Lord, for the, for the covering of the Lord over them. Now, her car was total loss. That car was total loss. So that lets you know the, the severity of the accident. It was total loss. But we're, we're thankful and we're grateful for, for those angels being there and for God protecting. Amen. Uh, we also ask that you remember uh, uh, Brother Kenneth. Uh, he was out of town with some friends, uh, and he's been in the hospital. He went, I think it's either Wednesday or Thursday night, with his blood pressure. He said his blood pressure was 235 over 116, I believe that's what it was. And he said that they kept him for a few hours uh, in order to bring it down, but they only brought it down to like 182 over, uh, still over 100. And I said they should have kept him until they got it more regulated. Um, but um, then uh, a day or so, they changed his medication, and uh, a day or so later, he said it had come back down. I think he said it was like 159. It was still, I think, over 90, and I praise God even for that. Amen. Amen. <coughs> because we know God to be a healer. We do know God to be a healer, and we're going to continue to lift him up. He was in Lancaster uh, last evening on his long three-day break. Uh, I'm not sure if he got back home last night uh, or not, um, but it, where the weather was, I'm sure that's a possibility he wasn't, you know. But we thank and praise God for holding him up the way he's been holding him up. 
Uh, and I'm excited about what God is doing in the realm of the spirit. Just remember, uh, just remember what the Lord has been saying. And he's trying to say happy birthday. He's playing happy birthday to me. Amen. Amen. All right. As an instrument, amen. <laughs> As an instrument of praise, amen. Amen. I, I'm so excited about being 69. I don't know what else the Lord got in store for me. Brother Ricky asked me the other day, he says, Manly, he said, How you do it? You got more engine than anybody ever seen to be your age. He said, I can barely get around. I said, Well, all I know is what the Bible says. The Bible says, In my old days, I'm going to be full of sap. Amen. I'm going to be like a lemon tree. I'm going to be like that cedar tree. I'm going to be strong. So I just try to accept what God's word. Amen. Sometimes my body don't feel that, but I still believe God's word. Amen. Amen. So I'm excited about you know the next stages of my life and what God is going to do. Amen. And we will all celebrate it together. Amen. Because I'm sure some others are going to be having some birthdays. Amen. All right, we're going to stand and we're going to be dismissed. Good to see you, Brother Vernon. We're thinking praise God for you. Amen. You know, I always can learn from someone um, because sometimes I battle with my my diabetes and he began to tell me about some, what he does. Um, And uh, he he drinks the uh, alkaline water. And uh, and, uh, I thank and praise God because, you know, in the midst of it all, you know, I'm going to follow. If he is as good, and his is low. That means that I can learn from his from his experience. I can learn from that. So I'm gonna do that. And I'm trusting and believing God. I'm coming off them of meds. Amen. Amen. I thank and praise God for even the blueberries. Amen. Because they have lowered my blood pressure. It's never been that in a long time, and I'm almost perfect. So we're thankful and we're grateful. All right, let's pray. Amen. 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 And it is good to be free. It is good to be free. Amen. Because I am free in my Jesus. Amen. I'm not wanting to be free. I am free. And through the blood of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you. I honor you, God. Because it is my party. And I can celebrate it the way I so desire. And God, I chose to celebrate with my friends and in fellowship, and to glorify your name. I chose to, to be in the house of God with the, with the children of God. God, I thank you for that now. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you bless every petition. We pray for the, for the elder and his family, Lord God. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. We just trust and believe, God, that there's going to be a final work, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for protecting uh, Sister Debbie and Brother Edwin, and we just praise you for that, Lord God. And, Lord God, we thank you for the entire body of the household of faith. Remember, minister here, Lord God, as he's in Ohio, shield and protect him, Lord God. Watch over him, Father God. And we pray, Father God, that you just heal, Lord God, Sister Annie's body. We command everything to come in alignment, God, and we thank you for it now. Have your way, God, in us and in this place that we will always and forever glorify thee. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen.
I've got a question. Does anyone want some of my birthday cake that Sister Marcelette baked? Anyone want some of my cake? Amen. I've got some hands up. Amen. Sister Marcelette is a baker. Amen. She's she's got the cake in and she's got some supplies, so we're going to cut the cake and let y'all have some, okay? All right.